and welcome to The Price of Fame. I'll be your host, Lunga Chuka. My guest for tonight is a summer um, nominated artist for Best Pop Album category for his debut album called Break the Rules. Our artist also visited 67 schools across South Africa, motivating and just uplifting the kids and doing the best that he can with his music and everything. And speaking of which, some of you probably know a lot of his hits that has been playing on the radio stations across South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please let me, help me welcome onto the screen with your likes and everything, Jared Ricketts! <laughs> yes, guy! Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing, Jared? I'm doing so well, thank you. It's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm good, man? thank you. It's been it's it's been an interesting time. I'll say that. Yes. Um but yeah. I'm doing really good. I've got my health. Yeah, how has 2021 actually been treating you so far? Wow, so I think the beginning of the year was was an interesting time. You know, I came out of 2020 chasing, working hard, um, you know, doing everything that I could to stay afloat. I mean, it was quite yes. a, a difficult time for so many people, and I can attest to that. And I think the beginning of 2021 was an interesting time because I found myself living in a bit of the aftermath of 2020. You know, when when yes. I was putting on a brave face, I was doing the most, and then boom, I realized, okay, it's another year. I'm probably going to have to push even harder. I'm going to have to, you know, amp it up. You know, if I thought I was yeah. working hard in 2020 through the pandemic, 2021 was going to show me that I have to push even harder. So it's been a great start to the year. I've had some um, interesting things happen in terms of career uh, navigation, where I want to move to. Uh, but yeah, good. Good thus far. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And like um, you said, you've been working and you've been doing such a lot of work. Now, the industry basically shut down for us in 2020, right? And mm -hmm. so many different industries, um, business, entertainment, you name it, across the whole world, mm -hmm. everything has been shut down. Um, a lot of us artists took the time to, I don't know, get our, re um, refocus our priorities. A lot of us mm -hmm. lost a lot of um, our income, so we had to move back home and that kind of thing. And a lot of us also just waited it out and be like, you know what? When they open again, holler at your boy, you know. But you, yeah. um, I have you on WhatsApp, you know. So I, I've been seeing like the updates of your journey and everything like that. And because the stage has been taken away from you, that did not stop you with connecting with the people. I mean, throughout the year, I've been seeing you doing a lot of um, lots of giving back charity, helping with food parcels and performing, and also seeing you praying for a lot of people, my man. And yeah. it's not just. 20 it's not just like oh it's a pandemic and then you got inspired i know you for actually doing this kind of thing behind the scenes you know and a lot of people probably don't know that about you so can you please give us the reason why do you love this kind of lifestyle why do you have such a big passion for giving back and why in 2020 when everyone was like i was on a get home and safe that's when you put on your cape and you actually went out there and you reached the people, those who you are afraid to like reach, you know, and like reach out and help. And you were there on the front line, brother. I would call you actually one of the frontline workers. So what inspired <laughs> this kind of journey, you know? And um, yeah, man, just tell us about your experience last year, you know? 
as you've mentioned, you know, this is something I've been doing for the longest time. I, uh, even without having my foundation, I've been doing a lot of the community outreach that you speak of. Um, and I thought that, you know, as much as the pandemic is here, um, I cannot let that stop me from doing what I've always been doing. Yes, we were restricted in terms of we couldn't go here, stay inside our house, wear the mask, wear the whole garb, um, be careful, which we did. Um, but I said to myself, I've got to be true to who I am, and I cannot just stop getting in the water. I've got a lot of people that depend on me. I, I have work that I started that I couldn't just stop. I think it's important for me always, outside of the pandemic, is to give, as you said, 110%, but to always never lose sight of the goal and in whichever way that I can push to be able to, to do what I do. And yes. in lockdown, um, I started doing virtual concerts, uh, much like this, but um, and I could do it with a full band, which is really cool. I was really happy to be able to create work for musicians. So I don't yes. know if you saw any of my virtual concerts, but I had a lineup of about 10 people for the most. And it was really cool that the ticket sales, I was able to, even though they were just performing one song, I could say, hey, but that one yeah. song, here's a thousand bucks. And outside of that, I just, uh, I kept kids in mind, you know, students in mind and people who are struggling and proceeds from my, from my uh, virtual concerts went to doing the work that I do in the communities, you know, and, yeah. and as much as I felt like my mental health was being compromised um, as much as everyone else's at the same time, I, I think it's important that when you, when you choose to be in the media, whether you're a singer, whether you are a comedian, uh, a talk host, a radio DJ, whatever it is that you choose, you know, you got to understand the responsibility that comes with that. It's not just about yes. the ego of, oh, it's me, look at me, I'm singing, look at me, I'm doing this. It's about saying, hey, I've got this platform. These are really difficult times. How can I use this platform to kind of help us all move forward together. And that's always been my main focus is how do we hold each other's hands um, and, and make sure that everybody is earning an income, everybody is being seen. And um, outside of that, I, I'm a creative, so I kept coming up with new ideas. I launched a clothing brand. I, I was just trying to, to not allow that time to limit me and to use the time to, to connect with my faith I think um, lockdown was good in that it, it kind of got me to a space where God was like, hey, man, I'm taking everything away. It's just you and me. So um, we're going to have to realign everything that you've been doing and be focused on my creator. And in doing that, I found solace. I found strength. Um, my faith was strengthened. And I think in, in that um, I understood that we all have a greater purpose. You know, it's not as obvious as just, oh, I'm a singer or you're a comedian. Um, it's just a part of your journey. And, and I think that's what this whole 2020 did, you know, for me. Yes. Basically, it awakened you to your bigger purpose, to what you, to who you truly are and what you should be doing with your powers. And I love that because the minute you mentioned that, um, it's something that I truly believe in too. You know, I believe that um, with our gifts that we were blessed with, you know, it's not just about your ego. It's not just about elevating yourself, you know, about like yeah. getting the most 
money and all of those things because once you reach that you actually realize something is still missing and it's when you mm -hmm. use your to bless others is that when you f truly feel fulfilled you know in doing it and in seeing like i would actually bless others and like using your platform like you said to raise funds to either help with the kids or to either help other artists who had no idea yeah. of how to make ends meet and here you come with an opportunity um, yes, it was a show that happened over one night, but that thousand rand is a lot of money that they could not say where they were going to get it. You know, you could yeah. have, and these food parcels, um, I remember they were advertising these um, food parcels last year, and I think it like costed like probably a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, you know? I mm -hmm. mean, that thousand rand could at least feed five families, you know? Um, That's so, that's so like I, I salute you, bro. And and I firmly believe, and that's also with my talents and my gifts and everything, I use it for healing, I use it for entertainment and I for for deeper reason, more than just seeing me on this or seeing me there, yeah. you know, more than just the ego and all of that. Yes, we do need a, a few material resources to help us elevate what we want to do, but the real so the real core reason of everything is because of to bless others, you know, and do the best with yours. And because it's a God talent, you know, and we feel like, I feel like a soldier. That's and I, you're definitely a soldier of the light, you know. Hey, man. And walking there and, with your and mind. How I and, your... <laughs> and, you know, just add into what you're saying. It's also about realizing that outside of what we do, because um, sometimes we are defined by the jobs that we have. Um, yes. shouldn't be, but for the most part of the world that we live in, that's how uh, it operates. We must also strip all that away and realize that we're all just people. You know, we're all yes. the same. There's no yes. difference between us. So whether I'm singer, songwriter, performer, and the person down the road doesn't necessarily do that, it doesn't make me any more special. Um, or any, how could I say? Uh, doesn't put me sort of on a platform to say, hey, me, me, yes. me, me, and I should forget about you. I think the great thing about this pandemic is that it brought everybody down to one level. You know, we're yes. all doing things that was kind of like, okay, tone down, guys. Let's not forget that yes. there's people on this earth with our journeys. And in fact, our biggest purpose is to usher each other along. So, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, we all deserve the qualities of this life and this planet, you know, and unfortunately, the, the Libra scale is, the, is very unbalanced, you know, so it's people sure. like you and it's people like me who try to bring some of that and put it in that so that we can balance it, you know, and I love that. I love it. I, and I respect that about you, my man, 100%. Um, but right now, let you've been using your talent we've been speaking about your talent how you've been using it amazingly and all of that stuff but right now what and i what we don't do we go back way back back into time <laughs> so i want to take it all the way back to the right to the beginning before when when you realize singing is for you and i'm going to become jared ricketts you know what Gosh, i want to know yeah. the passion the passion when that bug bit you and you're like this is it this is me. You know, take me all the way to the beginning. What were you like before wow. that? You know? Did you think that this was going to be you, you know, coming up to now? And let's let's take it back. Let's take it all the way back. It's interesting because um, a lot of people who know me from when I was a child would know that I was very quiet. I was quite an introvert, funny enough. People people kind of go, huh, you? But but I, it took a long time for me to, to, to sort of unpeel at this this thing called my future and what it is that I want to be doing with my life. 
And I think I was about nine years old when my mom forced me into the church choir. She was like, ah, I heard you sing in the shower. There's something there, you know, let's send you to choir practice, keep you out of mischief. And I did that. And um, I didn't become a singer because I woke up one day and said, hey, I think you could do this. I, I think yeah. I became a singer because as I progressed with the music, more and more, and more people turned around and acknowledged me and said, hey, I think you have something special. You should run with it. Uh, and on a side note, I think that's why it's so important for us to always encourage our youth. Because as much as yeah. we're telling them, search within, and you've got to look within to, 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 to find that voice and to make things happen for yourself. It's important for us to say, hey, I see you. I acknowledge you, and, and you've got something special. Go with it. But anyway, so I was about 15 when I started doing music professionally, which means like performing at festivals, performing at shows. My very first concert happened at the waterfront and I was 15 years old and it was so scary because there I was with a professional band behind me. I'm not formally trained as a musician. I've got an audience of like a couple of thousand in front of me and yeah, I've got to do this gig. And I just came alive that day and I realized, hey, um, I'm not sure if this is going to be my career, but it's definitely something I enjoy, which I think it's most important than deciding on making something a career is that you've got to wake up and love it and want to do it all day. And yeah, um, yeah that, that's where it came from. And it was quite weird because I, it took years for me to not become shy, to not become scared of being on stage because I'm actually quite anxious by nature. So um, uh, people that have seen me, even to this day, when it's time for me to hit the stage, I'm okay. But a few minutes before I have to like do what I need to do, I'm like shaking and I'm like, do you think I'm gonna be okay? Do you think I'm gonna be fine? And my manager's like, you've asked me this seven times, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> and I'm um, yeah. growing up and trying to get into the music industry was a really tough one. And um, a lot of it was because of the narratives that we are told as children coming from the Cape Flats. And yeah. um, it was something that I had to break. Uh, it wasn't just, as you've mentioned, when did I decide this is going to be my career? I knew I had the talent. I knew that I enjoyed entertaining. But before I could even get to that stage, I had to really deconstruct the walls that society built up. You know, for a colored boy coming from Athlone, who comes from a home where we just about to have enough money to eat and to go to school. Um, how was I, I think for me it was, how am I actually going to make this happen? Am I going to believe what people are saying, which is for a guy like you coming from where you come from, it's never going to happen. Because things like that yeah. don't happen for people like us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And as I chipped away at all of that, I think that is how I, it became more real that, hey, this could become a career. But of course, yeah. it comes with a lot of, as you mentioned, sacrifice, a lot of closed doors in your face, a lot of no's. I mean, I think the first term I learned in the music industry was no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we can connect that level in that you've also experienced that in this business, is that if people just see the end result. People just see the glossy side of it, the, 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 the byproduct that is you on stage, doing what you're doing, there's an audience, they're captivated, they're loving it, people are talking about you in the media, but people don't have insight into that journey, what it took 
you know, to, yeah. to get to that point and to get people, when I say people, I mean the audience, the viewers, people don't understand what it takes for them, for you to get them to believe in what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, so that you can yeah. be and do what you do. Anyway, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very true. And I'm glad you touched on that because um, it's really interesting. And I'm going to be one of those people, like you said, uh, when you actually say that you, you are an introvert, because I find that, I mean, I mean, look, I kind of understand because I'm the same. If you see me in person, you, you would, and especially if I'm in a new um, crowd or whatever, I'll be like the probably the most quietest person just observing and whatever. Mm. And then you'll be like, all right, Lunga going in stage in three, two, one. And then you see this, this crazy, this crazy guy with all of this. Yeah, it's like the complete <laughs> is going on, you know. Um, but for me, I never thought that about you, you know, because the way you handle yourself on stage, like you really know how to put a show together. I've, I've shared the Thank stage you. a couple of times with Raw as well and also other stages with you. And you don't just perform, okay, my next song is this and my next song is this. I mean, you tell people if this, if something inspired you about the song, you let them know. You know, you tell them that you've been through strength or whatever, this song means this or whatever. And you literally take people on a journey. Sometimes they even stand up and enjoy it fully. Like So like, um, yeah. it's really for me to believe that you're an introvert when you have so much control and you're so confident on stage. But I do understand the switch. I do understand the switch as an artist. Yeah. yeah. Um, it takes a while, eh? It takes a while, you know? It does it's take like a they while. Say, and... It's like when they say mm -hmm. fake it till you make it. Sure. And that's what I was about to say. A lot of people don't realize is that there's a lot of not even knowing what you're doing in the moment that you're doing it. It's winging it. It's it's. But I think that's really the one thing about being shy and moving into this business. It's, I think it's a it's it's a benefit for you yeah. to be shy by nature, because what it teaches you is to really connect with your audience, to really feel and read the room. You know, yes. being a shy person wanting to get on stage, I had to kind of meet everyone's energy halfway. I had to be like, okay, where are people at? How are they feeling? How do I make them feel better? And, and, and as entertainers, that's our job, is we facilitate yeah. that, that transition from being whatever space they are, making them feel happy. And, and I yeah. think the joy about, what I enjoy about performing is that I can physically see people breaking down their barriers and realizing that, hey, if he can get on a stage and do it, then surely I can do anything with my life, you know? Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And listen, man, um, you also mentioned like um, at, at some point in your career, you know, in the journey that um, there's been these voices, you know, of like this colored guy from I'm um, trying to make it and trying to push all the way from Athlone. Um, were those voices mostly in your head or was it also coming from the people in your community and maybe from family as well? Interesting thing. So a lot of it was me. Um, a lot of it was me just feeling like you never, you know, it's, it's South Africa, it's Cape Town. How many stories have you heard of people that actually make it? And I think that is why for you being where you are, Lunga, and for me being where we are, I think it's very important that there's a representation now. Because when we were trying to make things happen, we never had that. Man. There were very few stories of people that, from where we come from actually doing stuff. And yeah. those who did make it 
never ever turned around and extended a hand to say, hey, this is how you do it, you know? Yes. And um, a lot of it was me, but a lot of it was, this is the funny thing about the industry that I think the viewers are going to probably go like, hmm? is that a lot of it was from peers in the industry. Oh, because yeah. the industry is so competitive that what the audience and what viewers don't realize is that it's almost like high school. Yeah. You know, um, you walk into school, they're the cool kids, they are the, you know, the artsy kids, they are the this, and the music industry is exactly, exactly the same in that you try and enter the game and you feel immediately that actually there's certain circles that I'm never going to be a part of, there's certain shows, yes. certain avenues, just yeah. because there are people there who are also musicians, who are also comedians, that don't want you to take up the space that they're already taking. And, and, and yeah. I think what I'm trying to do with my career and with my music and with who I am is to show people that we all have a space to fill. And yes. when we all have a space to fill, it's okay to extend a hand and help someone. It's okay to open up a door for someone. It's okay to, to, to help someone build their career. You know, I, I wish that when I started that I had people who could open up doors and say, hey, um, I see you struggling, man. Let me help you with this. Or, hey, there's an opportunity yeah. here. Do you know about it? Can I show you how to apply or how to do certain things? And, and um, growing up in this industry, as mentioned, I started at the age of 15. Um, I immediately saw that, man, this is going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one. Especially if you are focused and you know who you are and where you want to go. Um, and I think it doesn't just apply to the music industry. For anybody watching, you know, when you're in your lane and, and you have this light and you want to shine, um, there are yeah. always going to be people out there that want to dim that light or people that want to curve you. But I also yeah. want to encourage all of you that, you know, God has got a plan and a path for you. So as much as people try to do whatever they do to, to, to stop your growth, to stunt your growth, um, when God's behind you and he's propelling you, uh, there are no doors that can close that God opens for you. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. You know what? I think we have so much in common in terms of our mindset and how how we are actually driven. Because like, um, just like you said now, with, with the rejection is real. And it's not only from clients, you know, it's sometimes from your peers, you know, where you feel like you know for a fact, like, you know, I will never be part of that clique. They'll never book me for those shows or what that kind of thing, you know. And it's, it's in every industry. It's in every industry. I mean, I've experienced it yeah. as well in the industry you know where you can just see certain clicks and you're just like uh, i probably will never get uh, booked for this kind of gig or whatever or never yeah. be part of the, or that experience you know because people can be so clicky and be funny with each other but um you know like you also said also and like what you ended with is like people can do what they want to do and if god has got a plan for you it's they fall to the side no matter how much because they will sure. never see the next step they'll never see the next step you know, That's you always surprise them. They'd be like, okay, close this door. And then they'll, did they know that that was meant for you to be closer, that you can actually look in this other direction. And they think they have the power of like making you feel or whatever, controlling your emotions, controlling how you move, how much people get you, how much success they have. No control. Yeah, over so anyone That's who it. is 
facing this kind of challenges is if, if there's um, artists or just audience members, you know, you get these trolls on social media that no. just, like, they can just tell you anything and they don't care that you have feelings or not, you know. If you're dealing mm-hmm. with any of them, just brush it to the side. Remember, they never put you where you were and you were never doing it for them anyways. And if they don't like it, why are they here? You know? Move on. Why are you here? Why Take the next train. Take exactly. the next train. Um, <laughs> every one of us, you know, and um, Jay something That's also it. said one time, um, not, not Jay something, I was at, a, yeah, he just he echoed it, but another woman said this, I was at an event called Your Story, I think you were there, I'm not too sure if you were there. Yes, Henry, Henry's yes. event. Yes, and at, this, and at the event, um, there's one speaker, she said that um, we are like the stars in the sky, there is place for, like there is place for every star in the sky, there is place for yeah. each and every one. So, like, don't let anyone try and knock or be like, there's only one, you know what? Screw that, you know? You're going to climb over, always, like, go over that and grow and excel. Um, my next and question it's, for it's, you. It's not easy. Just to add in what you're saying, it's not easy. Yeah. And, and what I also want to say is that it's also on you, you know? We always, as much as I said that there are gatekeepers and there are people that try to prevent certain things from happening, but we also have the power to choose our response. And yes. I think it's important to, to, to really be present when you're making those choices in your mind, choosing who you want to be in this world and how you want to navigate. Because I've had many a no said to me, you've had many a no said to you, whether it's from the industry, whether it's from a client. And yeah. as long as you want to grow, as long as you... Um, trust yourself, and as long as you understand, as I said before, that we all have our own journey, man. You know, I was never the cool kid at school. I was never the cool kid people wanted to hang around with. Um, and to a certain degree, yeah. at this age, I, I still feel like I'm not the cool kid. But when I became okay with that, and yeah. when I became okay with the fact that I, as you said, there are spaces I'm never going to work in, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay because if any space requires you to change who you are, it's not worth it anyway. Yeah, true. 100%. Always stick true to yourself. Yeah. And coming all the way from Athlone, um, what part of yeah. Athlone did you grow up in? So I grew up in Greenhaven, and that's Green uh, close to. Do you know Greenhaven? Um, not really. I don't, I don't know Athlone that well. I only know a few parts of Athlone. Yeah, so they are like, you know, the strip where they've got the golden dish and all of that and Club yeah, Galaxy yeah. and all. So I'm from that side of the fence, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the ghetto and everything. Not, well, not the ghetto, you know. I mean, like Athlone and in most communities in the Cape Flats, we face challenges like gangsterism, uh-huh. drugs and all of that. Um, do you, did any of those challenges come to your doorstep? Uh, did you have to surf your way any other, through any of those challenges? Growing up in Athlone? For sure. I mean, it was definitely a part of the makeup of my community that I come from. Um, I did see it all the time. You can't lie and say that when you come from the case that you never saw an element of drugs, an element of gangsterism, an element of all these kind of social ills, alcoholism, substance abuse. And um, I was just really fortunate that I had parents who, who, I wouldn't say protected me, but they had a lot of ground rules growing up, which kind yeah. of kept myself and my siblings on the straight and narrow path. Of course, yeah. being human. Um, 
I mean, I do have friends to this day that are still struggling with substance abuse from Athlone. It's just up to you. You know, you're either going to become part of that or you're going to choose education, you're going to choose your dreams, and you're going to cut all of the noise out. And I think I was yeah. just really fortunate. I can't say that I'm any different to any other child coming from Athlone. All I can say is I was really fortunate that I had good parents. And also, I was strong enough at the time to say yeah. no to certain things because um, you you know what it's like. I mean, it's everywhere. And, and like you say, when you want to fit in and when it's a part of the culture of an area, how do you fight it? You know, how do you fight it? And thank God I was an introvert because I spent most of my time indoors anyway. Uh, I wasn't the child who was really playing outside all the time because you know, my mom would always be like, hey, six o'clock, you must be inside. And yeah, um, yeah and, and, and I think it's just, it's, ooh, it's, it's a tough one because even I go to schools and I do my motivational talks to this day, it's, it's sad to see that it's still a big part of our, of our community and to see yeah. that there are kids that still don't know that there are other paths, there are other options for them. I think that's yeah. it. Maybe that's the answer that I'm trying to say is that fortunately I grew up in a home where I knew that there were other options out there for me. You know? Yes. And it wasn't about money. It wasn't about we were not well off. But I think the conversations we had at home were always around, you know, there's more out there. You know, there's, there's so much more you can do. Yeah. Um, and I think that is what helped me on a daily basis to make conscious choices to get me to this point. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And with your with your music career, did you ever like find yourself in some kind of a dip where you felt like, you know what, uh, is music still something what I want to do? A am I a musician? Like, did you ever get that moment where you like hit the yeah. rock button? Oh, we no one probably knows, you know, and then you like had to just re-question everything and just remind yourself who you are and just poof, super saying back out of that. You ever have a moment? Yeah, like you that? know. <laughs> a little bit of air reference there, no? I remember that air. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I um you know, gosh, I've had a lot of those moments and I don't think they ever go away. Um because when you are your own boss, when you are steering your own ship, when you are in a career that is so competitive, where there are 10,000 of you out there, um, all trying to do the same thing, which is stay afloat to make a bit of money and survive, um, limited opportunities to do that. Um, because there are times where someone else gets the gig and you don't get the gig. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it happens more often <laughs> where you don't get the gig. Yep. And it's those days when you kind of question, Yeah. am I relevant? Am I going to be able to do this for a long time? Did I make the right choice for becoming a musician? Because um, it's not just the opportunities that are maybe missed. There's still people that literally will say, you sure you want to be a musician, man? You know, you don't make much money. And, and um, I'm so grateful that in my career, I was able to do a lot of people wrong, that I could make this my career. 
and make it sustainable. Um, yeah. Even to this day, look, I've had Saba nominations, number one songs. I've traveled and got to perform my music. Um, and as much as from the outside, people go, wow, like how does one get those opportunities yeah. and how do you make it happen? I, I think people will be very surprised to see that before any of that even happens, there is a lot of work that I have to do daily on a daily basis just to make sure that mentally I'm there. You know, yeah. and, and even during this pandemic, um, my mental health was compromised, like the rest of the world, where there were days where I felt like there's absolutely no way around this. And I don't think I'll be able to continue doing what I'm doing. I don't think I can wake up in the morning and be my biggest cheerleader and say, Jared, it's going to get better. You know, one day that deep break is going to come. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy to to be who you need to be for other people. Because yeah. what a lot of people also don't realize is when you're in the public eye, like Yolanda and myself and, uh, and our peers, is that there's also this thing where we don't want to let people down to support us. And we don't want to let the public down. And, and that's where I think it gets very hairy because you're having this emotion, you're feeling stressed out, but when it's lights, camera, action, you can't show that. Um, you've got to be who you are for those people. The show must and, go on. And, and that's where I think that, that that mental tug of war happens where, am I good enough? Can I do this? But I have to sit out and I have to... So you never really get to consolidate these emotions, you know? Yeah. And, and, and um, as I've mentioned to this day, I still have those days where I'm going, ish. Hey, this month is looking a little rough, you know. Um, you know when it's when it's a little when the month the month is a little bit rough, then then the hair is not so jaded, you know. And then yeah. that's when I'm that's when I can tell when it's not on shake. I'm like, ish guy, it's not happening this month. Things are going rough here. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but but um, I think what you are doing is amazing because. You're creating you. this platform. It's also allowing, yes, people like me to connect with your audience, vice versa. But I think you're telling the necessary stories that need to be told. Because outside of being musicians and comedians, we're people. We're people yes. with emotions. We're people that body just like you. We don't want that call center to phone us at the end of the month and say, Sergio, you behind this payment. You know, when are you yeah. going to do it? Um, Please. And and so I want to applaud you for that, man. I think it's brilliant Thank that you so. that you also said, "Hey, I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna create something new and um, tell stories." And I yeah. think essentially that is what is keeping us all safe. Is that there are more and more platforms that are removing this high gloss that used to be there before, and we're starting to tell our stories. Yes, and there's power in that. There's power in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Because you never know who is out there who is facing some of the challenges that you've overcome. And they'll be like, oh, my word, you actually been through the same thing. I've oh, you come from the same area that I've been like, you know, and it inspires yeah. people. Adds so much value to the people that we appreciate, you know, like just hearing mm -hmm. about each, like you're saying your story actually makes you real now. You're not just the superstar, you know, it, it actually makes you so real yeah. and feels yeah. more. And, somehow just brings me more closer to you, you know, 
And I'm speaking also in terms of like other like um, fans who have never probably met. Now they've, they feel like they've probably gotten a lot closer to you and they probably understand yeah. most of what you've been through, you know. So I, that's also the reason why I wanted to start the show, you know, to share the real life stories about our people that we admire so that we can see them also as real people and appreciate them as well, you know, and see like how much our support means and it helps them, you know. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, you Proud of you for that, man. Sorry? Proud of you for that. I think it's, it's great yeah, that awesome. you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. And just Thank to add you. to what I said earlier, something that I did was on the top of my tongue, but I forgot, is that um, I'm the ambassador for Cape Mental Health. And um, I also will disclose that on my journey of music, I have suffered with depression myself. It's a real thing. Yeah. And um, I'm happy to see that people are getting platforms and opportunities where we're actually talking about this thing called depression. Um, it's not yeah. something we should hide anymore. It's not something we should see. Because you know, you know what it's like when we come from, hey, but they don't talk about the fact that depression is real. And when things aren't going your way, you can hit rock bottom so quickly. And yeah. um, it's it's something that, that is prevalent when I go to schools. Kids are talking to me about it. Just this weekend, we saw what depression can do. I mean, when we speak about AKA Miss Beyonce and just yes. her suffering with depression and um, committing suicide. Suicide yeah. is, is still such a mess out there. And there's so many kids who resort to to us because they don't see an escape, they don't see a way out. And it could have so easily have been us, Linda, because if we yeah. didn't have the examples we had or the drive that we had or the passion to go out and educate ourselves and what we can do with our lives, we could have also yeah. been caught in that web, you know, and chosen that yeah. path. And so um so yeah, this journey is rough, but life, life for everybody has its moments and as I've mentioned before, it's about how we choose our actions. And um, I just think that if you are in a bad space, if you are feeling like there are no, no avenues for you to move out, just remember that that sometimes, because there are no avenues out there, you can create something new and do something new and exciting. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you've got to work extra hard. It just means that you've got to do your research. It just means that you've got to, um, you've got to make sure that you are you are constantly working at yourself. And I think when you're, const when you're constantly working at yourself, you recognize when, hey, I'm not feeling great today, or I'm going down on a downward spiral. And so um, it's becoming more self-aware, you know? Yeah. So, so for anybody out there, if you're feeling that way, just become more self-aware and realize that. And someone said this to me, and it, it didn't make sense before, but during lockdown, it made sense. You might not always have what you want, but you always always, always have what you need to stop, yeah. you need to start to take yourself to the next level. But sometimes you just don't see it. Yes, yeah. yes. And that's very true. That is very, very true. And um, yeah, like mental health and depression is a real thing. And and for a I like I like to also add that I'm also a mental health um, activist. And a lot before I started to educate myself on mental health, my idea of mental health was like um, people like, Ugh, you know, people like yeah. just sitting in a wheelchair and you can't do anything. I thought that's only mental health, not knowing that. Yeah. Only once I 
educated myself with mental health, I realized, wow, I actually have a mental health challenge, you know, because of my bullying, you know, it's, I, I do certain things in a certain way and I'm reacting because of the wound. So that's also, that serves as a mental health, you know? So um, those things I learned when, when I was trying to like learn about mental health and just to like bring, just to break the stigma for those who think that mental health is just about people who's basically brain dead um, or is a yeah. vegetable or just mentally can't like you do things. It's not only for those people. It's, it's also yeah. depression is a sign of mental health, you know? Sure. And depression comes in the very different faces, you know? It comes in the face that's always happy but crying at home. It comes in the face that is always quiet and just still. It comes in the face that the one that just takes his life just so suddenly, you know, like you mentioned, yeah. uh, it comes in so many different faces. And it's also mental health and depression really go together. And it's I'm glad that you shared that um, you've also had these challenges because, I mean, through all of your strength and glory that you've been trying to share with other people behind closed doors, you also have your own challenges and you also battle yeah. with your own. And like you say, when they put on the lights, you just got to do it because the show must go on. You know? I mean, Lunga, look, there were days where I had to do a motivational talk. And I'm standing there in front of people talking about, you know, encouraging them and motivating them. But inside in that moment, I am broken. I am down. I wow. am feeling my own kind of way. You know, and, and it's exactly what you're saying, that mental health affects us on various levels. We know the severe cases, we know the not so severe cases, we know the emotional side to mental health. And I think as long as we keep having these discussions, more and more people will stop shying away or yeah. we'll stop this, this thing of people saying, um, you know, nature is not crazy or, or, or being, uh -huh. being afraid of being labeled as crazy. Uh -huh. um, it's late, late, yeah. And and I mean, depression makes you do things like not be able to get out of bed. I've been there where people are like, just get up, come on, and I physically can't. You know, yes. um, I'll share this with you, and I haven't really spoken to people about this. It's even uh, it took so long to answer you when you said how did how was twenty twenty one been treating? I mean, just in January, I had a bit of a meltdown. Um, yeah because I just became so anxious and fearful. And I, I started feeling like, man, is there a way out of this? And what is life gonna be like? And, and I've got to do this this year like I did last year and push hard and I have to be successful. I have to make this work. And I, you know, I owe it to myself. I put so much work into this, I cannot crash now. And, and, um, the beginning of 2021 was really rough. Um, as yeah. much as there are moments that are great and there are opportunities, sometimes you don't see those opportunities because of that mental state that you're in. And True. fortunately, um, with, with, with my manager, with also my wife, Kim, um, she, she's always checking out. Yana, she's always... <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 um, she's really been so great at just making sure that I'm okay, you know, and that's just her asking, how are you feeling? And maybe allowing me to feel mm -hmm. that way, 
But she's like, okay, you can feel like you can feel like that for three hours, but then you gotta then you gotta snap out of it. Or you can feel the way for ten minutes, but then you gotta there's actually work that needs to be done. And yes. um, there was a time she was actually I was getting all these inquiries in the beginning of the year, and she actually didn't follow up with them. She was because she was waiting for me to be okay, you know. And and I think that's also important that from last year. And the year before that, and the year before that, I think for the last five years, I've been pushing and pushing and pushing. Last year was the first time I had a break in December. And that's because I couldn't work because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it made wow. me realize I spent so much time. You know, I'm the one working on public holidays. I'm the one working at festivals. I'm the one doing the New Year's Eve gig, the Christmas gig. You know, my weekends are not my own. And, and as much as I love what I do, I think this meltdown the beginning of the year was because I wasn't racing. I wasn't looking after myself. And to a certain degree, I'm learning to shape that, that voice, that voice that, that, that tells me that if I'm not busy and if I'm not doing something, then, then all my hard work is going to be in vain and, and things are going to fall apart. And, um, so, so I'm learning that it's okay to also to also just be, yeah, if it makes sense, and to not be defined by what I do. Um, yeah. In this quiet time, funny enough, I actually got to learn about who Jared is. Not Jared, who's always been Jared, the singer, to everyone. Yes. You know, when that was taken away from me, I kind of went like. But now, if I'm not singing, yeah. who is Jared really? Yeah. You know? And, and it's amazing because then I got to, like, I'm doing fashion. I'm, I'm doing work with corporates that are completely unrelated to just me singing. And it's opened up this whole new avenue of job opportunity, of, of redefining, I think, for this next decade, who I am. And not to kind of limit myself so much, um, because I'm 34 years old. So for 34 years, not 34 years, um, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Is that I've always been the singer, and I think yeah. it's exciting that I get to explore other avenues of myself. Like you used to just be the comedian, but now you're like this virtual show host and MC and all these things. And the crazy thing is, would you have been doing this had it not been for the pandemic? And the chances are, probably would not have because we wouldn't need to be, you know? Yeah. But the exciting uh, thing is that you're getting to explore the side of yourself. Yeah. No, true, true, true. I mean, this was an idea that I had, but like before lockdown, like you say, you're so busy and you're so up and down. I have so much ideas that I had on the back seat. But like lockdown is like, I'm going to take away the stage for you. So it gave me an opportunity to like, explore and do other things you know i wrote more material um i started putting yes, my projects yeah. in order, even coming up with this platform like you said you know so that's pretty cool um a little bit like you said um with the whole thing of like who is jared ricketts now we know you so well mm -hmm. as an amazing performer an amazing uh, motivational speaker Thank you. what else do, not, do we not know about jared ricketts i know that you also have your your clothing line testimony and mm -hmm. which actually uh, I think it's a scripture that that's that has underneath Correct. underneath testimony. Correct. Yeah, 
Um, also, with the, with the giving back, do you belong to an organization? Do you run an organization? Or do you just like to help wherever you can? You bounce around and help wherever you can like that. And what else are you doing that we do not know of? And what else do you still want to do or become? Sure. So I've got my own foundation. It's the Jared Ricketts Foundation. And um, I do help other foundations out there. So through what I do, I raise money and then we take that money or we collect food and we collect clothes. And then my foundation goes and we distribute it to other foundations in respective areas to do the work that they do. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that when creating a foundation, there are territories, you know, and there are spaces other foundations are affecting. And so I yeah. said, well, if I cannot, if I can't affect an area, why don't I just create a foundation that can also collect and do things on behalf of other organizations? And um, yeah. that's been really cool. And I'm so excited. I'm really excited because um, in May, my foundation has collaborated with Lego League and wow. I'm on the Ball Foundation, and we are going to be taking robotics to schools. So what a lot of people don't know is that I am really into tech. I'm really into the future world of work. And with my um, wife being an industrial psychologist, we are always talking about the skills that are needed for the future, for the workspace, the online space, and all of that. And so I'm really excited that with my team, we are able to take robotics to schools and kids who would otherwise not have a seat at the table with regards yeah. to conversations about their future, about robotics, about the industry. And um, it's about a 15-week um, course that we're going to be doing with them, which is really cool. Uh, next month, I'm also starting my journey to becoming a radio presenter. So I'm doing a course. Um, I'm the face of a course called Radio Bros. And so um, they'll be teaching you the ins and outs of radio. Um, and you don't have to want to be in radio to do it. Um, it's just valuable skills to have to, to, to give you that edge for whatever it is that you want to be doing in the future. Um, outside of that, gosh, I'm doing a lot of things. So um, my wife, Kim, uh, you know her well. She's also yeah. getting involved in fashion. So she'll be launching something very soon. Together, we're also doing something in fashion. And um, gosh, I'm trying to think of everything. There's 10,000 things. Um, I'm also releasing new music store, so I'm still doing that. I'm still performing. Um, doing various concerts. I'm also, um, I'm trying to think of everything, but there's yeah. 10,000 things happening at the same time. And, and um, with my foundation, I love giving back. I love having purpose. And I think the most important thing is, is having purpose for living. You know, it's about yeah. using this existence, this gift called life that we all have. You know, when you wake up in the morning and your lungs fill up with air, that's yeah. an amazing opportunity to use what you have to create positive change um, in your immediate space or the spaces that you want to affect. Um, and so I feel really blessed. I really blessed, Linda, because I can honestly say it's not about money. I've just been truly, truly um, lucky to have friends in the business like yourself and a couple of other yeah. people who... I can collaborate with them. I can always do really cool projects with them. So yeah. I'm excited to see how this year unfolds. Oh, and yeah, um, I'll keep you updated on the robotics. Maybe it's something you want to get involved in. Come and visit one of the schools that you are 
are doing the, the robotics course with. Maybe you want to share something with the kids. Or come and see what it's about, what it looks like, what yeah. it feels like to be in that space. So um, I'll be hollering at you for that. Hey, that's a dope be, robot. I'll be there. I'll be a robot. Like I'll be there. There's a music feature somewhere. I think you could do a little feature in a song when you do that voice. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Just get me. Yeah. I'll talk like that. I'll say to him, where's the toilet? When are we having lunch? Thank you very much. <laughs> I interview like that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, look, we're running out of time. We have been just having uh -huh. such an amazing time with you. I feel like we need to catch up about this video. <laughs> just continue yeah. speaking. Yeah. No? Um, listen, I got two questions. So uh -huh. just before we up my, my my second last question would be um any mentors that you've had along the way you know that have maybe guided you or have just given you advice or you know any silent mentors or whatever and if um mm -hmm. or you a mentor to anyone you know so have you had any of that kind of support along your way or still do definitely so i i wouldn't say mentors in that it was officially mentorship that I had, sorry, my camera just jumped there, but um, <laughs> I, I've had great friends in business that I could call upon. Uh, yeah. People like Kurt and Tim Maurice, who are the music directors of Idols in South Africa. Um, Kurt was in 101, and Tim Maurice yes, yeah. is a well-established R&B singer. Um, Johan Stemmet who runs Nuit for Nuit, Music he's got his own production company. Emo Adams yes. has been a great source of, of, of mentorship for me. Um, people in the mayoral office, people in, um, in fashion, um, I've had a great opportunity to be mentored by people from the Platinum Group who developed um, Hilton Wiener, Jenny Button, um, Urban, uh, Vertigo, all those clothing stores. So, a lot of my friends in the business actually helped me develop my brand testimony that, that you spoke about. And uh, yeah. I'm really excited about testimony because I'm doing the new hoodie at the end of May. So that's, I'm really excited about that. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's important not only to go and find a mentor, I think it's important for us who have been in the business for a while to offer that to people. I think, yes. I think there's a wealth of knowledge that we've acquired and I think the thing about mentorship is that people must remember is that we're not saying we have all the answers. All we can say is this is what's worked for us and this is how we've done things. You know, my wife as well, she's a mentor. She's got her own organization called Kanisa, which means light. And she mentors young women, especially young women of color, um, on career choices, on subject choices, on um uh, you know, taking up space as a woman in the workspace and the workforce um, moving from now into the future. So she does a lot of that. So I learned a lot from her as well. And um, I can honestly say I just have a lot of great friends in the business, from yeah. radio to TV to organizations, whichever space I like to fill. Hey! <laughs> Come on! Uh, I'm not that funny though. Like I'm not. I'm not that. that uh, I'm not. I'm the knock knock guy. Knock knock. Who's there? And then it dies. Right. Someday, you know. I'll do the jokes. You do the melody jokes. I can't sing, so it's fine. That's a, that's a cool show we can do together. He does you the do melody. He does the jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
And we must put the disclaimer, no taking your money back. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken it and you're stuck here for the hour. <laughs> yeah. All right, just to wrap this up, um, I want to take you into my time machine and I want to take you all the way back to the young Jared Ricketts who started out <laughs> with this whole thing, right? Into the time machine. And we are going back right now. And it's the Jared of today. Like you've walked the journey, you've seen everything that you've seen, you know all the challenges and you've overcome so much. You're going to now give advice to the Jared that is just starting out. What would you say to him? to prepare him for the journey to becoming who you are. If you had like one piece of advice, sure. that you would give him, what would that be? I think I would just tell myself that you are more than enough and that you are more than capable. It doesn't matter. Your story doesn't matter. Where you come from doesn't matter. Um, it's all about keeping that hope alive within yourself. It's okay to, to knock your head and to, to trip and fall, uh, but just make sure that you always get up. And don't talk yourself out of so many things. You know, stop psyching yourself out of, of opportunities because you feel afraid and you feel that fear. And, and um, trust your past, trust your journey, and, and just, just continue to treat people with respect. Continue yeah. to, to, no matter who they are, because the one thing I'm proud of is that whether you were the tea lady, the cleaner, or the CEO, I've always just treated people the same way. And yes. it's been an interesting journey, Lunga, because I've had so many moments, and those are like movie moments, where I was kind to someone and they used to be, um, say, the front desk. Yeah. The front desk of the company, the receptionist, where other people are treating this person like crap. I was like, hey, are you good? Do you want some tea? Can I help yeah. you? And um, moving in, 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 in the circles, eventually meeting this person again, they actually went back to study and they were running the company that I was trying to collaborate with wow. for something uh, in the future. And so, and so just treat people equally, treat them with respect and, and, um, have fun while you're doing it. Don't be so yes. because most important. Oh, I, I can kick myself. I can kick myself. My twenties went by like this because I yeah. was so focused on being perfect, so focused on chasing and being that businessman, being that musician, being that guy. That by the time I hit the tea, I blinked and I was like, I wasn't present. Because yeah. I was chasing whatever it was that I was chasing. And although that is important, it's important to be present as well. Yeah. So be present. Enjoy enjoy the dark moments. Enjoy the happy moments. It's all a part of life because I end up by saying that it doesn't matter what you achieve in this world. When we leave this earth, we leave with nothing, man. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely correct. That is what we leave behind for those to help them go further. Um, our kids and our legacy and everything like that. Jared, I love you, my brother. You are love amazing. You, and um, we've you. had a really, really good show with you tonight. Thank you so much for opening up and allowing people to see how real you are. 
and how real the things that you face as well, you know? And I mean, like from my side, you know, from where I'm sitting, I've only been seeing the highlights and the punches. And, and like I said, you didn't stop when most people were like taking the time out to focus on other things or focus on themselves and the redirect things. You just kept on going. I, I didn't say, Jared, sit down, take a break, you know? You still kept on yeah. pushing and you so now. And I'm looking forward to all these other things that you mentioned that you're gonna be doing. So ladies and gentlemen, please, follow this man he is amazing like i said you've learned so much tonight like i've learned about him so please follow this man on all his platforms and be part of his be part of his journey because we cannot do this without you and you are a big part of all of our journey so please follow him on all of his social platforms and let's make the entertainment industry within south africa the best supported by locals because local talent is liquor talent Jared brother look up to yourself brother proud of you always Thank congratulations you. looking forward to the next week <laughs> see you bro all right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. We had Janet Ricketts tonight, and we've learned so much. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Um, also, please do follow me on all my plat uh, social platforms. On Facebook, you can reach me at Lunga Chuka, the Energizer Funny. That is Lunga Chuka, the Energizer Funny. And on Instagram, you can reach me at, at Lunga Chuka. That is at Lunga Chuka. And please go over to my YouTube page and like and subscribe. Put up the numbers. Come on. I know you're watching this. I get 20, 30 likes on, on Facebook, but one like on YouTube. Come on, guys. Move over. <laughs> All right. That is it for me. Lunga Chika, I've been your host. This is The Price of Fame. Good night. Mm -hmm.